Don't talk to me unless it's about Maude Latour. Maude Latour is a singer in New York City who is graduating from Columbia University this spring, 2022. And she's all set to dedicate herself full-time to music. She already has a record deal at Warner Records. And to give you a sense of Maude's magical celestial brain, her Spotify bio includes things like trying to save the planet, channeling a new idea of human existence, a worshiper of the overly lyrical metaphysical world, holding on to little bits of transcendence, among other things. I'm here with my friend Bianca, who discovered Maud's song, Clean. And since then, we've been obsessed with all things Maud. We went to see her in concert in Portland recently. And today we're going to talk about all the things we love about Maud. steps to the library and i'm not thinking of you even though you just left me and now i'm crying had nowhere but i'm laughing so to start bianca i want to tell you about all the many wonderful things i learned by listening to every single podcast interview mod has ever done so a little mod 101 she has lived in London, New York City, Hong Kong, and back in New York City for high school. She's got a younger sister. She did acapella in high school, and she described her high school experience as exactly like Pitch Perfect. The first song she published was Shoot and Run, which was for a senior project she did uh, in high school. And she also released this whole EP in high school that is now down called High School High. Um, but I found when I was looking up things about her lyrics on Genius Lyrics, do you use that website? No. They have they have all the lyrics from that album and they have like little 20 second clips from Apple Music on it. So I heard like little snippets of them and they're like really good. <laughs> I'm very excited to hear those after this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I really hope she releases that. Um, she took a gap year after high school. She spent some time in L.A. writing music. She went to Amsterdam where she has family um, and she described it as a very like beautiful year, but also confusing. She felt lonely, lost. She realized like there is no structure to adult life. You have to make it yourself. Um, and she told some you know stories about like having a really hard time in the writing process. And like when she was an early writer, she tried to force herself to write a lot. Like she, I think she went through, you know, many months of like writing a song a day. Um, and then she kind of got to a point where like, having sessions with producers and like going into them became very hard to like kind of force it um excuse me but she did have i think it was maybe the song walk backwards that she talked about this moment of like not wanting to come to the studio calling her sister crying before i'm like i can't do it i can't write one more song and her sister was like just go to the session and i think that's when she wrote walk backwards that's interesting i I'm real. I have so many questions about Walk Backwards more than any other of her songs because I feel like those ha- that song has the most cryptic lyrics. Mm, okay, I'm excited to talk about that. Um, a couple other things about Maud. She loves writing first and foremost. She also wants to write screenplays and TV, which I would love. I would when I hopefully get to interview her. A Maud show. <laughs> when we get to interview her, I want to ask like, what are her TV ideas? Um. She studied philosophy at Columbia and she described her 
her school is like enhancing her music. Like she feels like a lot of people in the music industry would be like, oh, you're not taking it seriously because you're also in college. And she kind of would counter that with like, no, this like living a life gives me something to write about. Um, and yeah, what else? She, her songwriting process, she talks about, she's like very messy. She showed like, I saw one thing where she showed like her poster boards on her wall of brainstorming and like the way the songs were there, like super visual, of, like little notes and big pieces of paper um, all scribbled all over. Um, she records a lot of videos of herself instead of like voice memos for herself. She'll like record a selfie video. Um, she talks openly about having OCD. She's t- like, seems pretty fearless. She's obviously very confident. We know that from uh, seeing her concert. And I love that about her. Um, and she said she wants to earn fans who analyze every lyric and sound. And so I'm so excited because we are doing that for her. <laughs> I really hope, I really hope to meet her dream of what a good mod fan is. Cause yes. I aspire to be her number one or number two <laughs> fan after you. We can share. <laughs> yeah. That, so that was a lot. And yeah. I learned so much. Um, I think what I love most and you were talking about when she talks about her realization of adulthood, I think despite being a decade behind her in life, I feel like her lyrics align to what I'm discovering at 30, what she clearly was discovering at 20. And I'm so envious of that, but also grateful to be in that same spot with her. Yeah, I know she does. I mean, so many of her lyrics are just openly about like being on a college campus and like your friends wearing backpacks and I'm like, this feels totally relatable, even though yes, <laughs> these these facts don't line up. <laughs> it's simultaneously taking me back to my four year. Well, no, I wasn't even there for four years, two and a half years going to college in New York. And then like, there's so much there. I feel like her experience parallels my own memories. I'm like, that is exactly what it was like. And then also I'm like, this is exactly what I'm experiencing right now. It's all the same, just yeah. different like settings. Absolutely. So, yes, we saw Mon concert recently. It was her, not her first concert, but it was her first show on her first tour, like official tour, which is very exciting. Um, we and were there when. What's that? I said, we were there when. Exactly. Uh, I want to hear, what What did you think about the concert? What was your Mon experience? Oh, um, what I didn't expect, I think the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway or enjoyment was getting to see all of her fans. I think going into it and dis- discovering her by accident, and I am not a big m- music listener. I listen to the same thing over and over and over again, and I play it through Spotify, and I always do repeat all, and every so often I forget to press repeat all, which is how I discovered Clean in the first place, was it just came on after whatever album I had played. And discovering her and not really knowing who she was and how few tracks she had to like go to that concert and see like her loyal diehard fans and like realize like what her fan base is even in a city like Portland which is on the opposite side of the country of where she's starting um that was cool and her recognizing that this was her first show on her first tour and I feel like I remember saying to you like just watching her and imagining what she must have been feeling and experiencing in that moment. And it brought me so much joy to just like, like imagine that, like seeing people like at their peak and she rocked it. She totally killed it. Even when she messed up, like it didn't even, she owns herself and definitely has that 
confidence that I think is necessary to be successful. And I, yeah, she is, I am captivated by her. Yeah, she was so professional and herself on stage like yeah the the one time that she like came in too late or something on something um and it was really fun to think of like the ways that someone makes a concert like they don't just sing their songs but they think about the transitions they're gonna do and i i was kind of fun to see like her personality more through that yeah the creation and the design and it was really interesting because recently i saw a different concert that did not have a set list or structure and like recognizing the work that goes into building that and the planning versus like the feeding off of a crowd. And like, I feel like she was able to do both despite being new to it. I imagine. Yeah. Well, and you saying that about her fans, my only uh, like bad part, I guess. Yeah. I don't know if it's bad part of the concert was like, I was like, this must be so cool. I'm so happy for her that like, we're all singing lyrics back to her. And I wish we would all be a little quieter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Listening to the people singing next to me was, it took away from the experience at times. My favorite moment was for sure when she did the moment of silence. Yes. And I can't even remember, do you remember which song came, came after? In? Yeah, which was Ride it? My Bike. Okay, it was. I was trying, I just remember the moment so viscerally. And then it, I think the way she delivered it, So what she asked everyone in the audience to do was make it as silent as possible in the room as we could. And she did it in three rounds. And to have a space full of easily over 100 people, like I don't Mm -hmm. even know how many people were there, but small space packed to the walls. um, And it was dead silent. And in the moment, it just felt like something she wanted And then when they brought in the note, the first note of Ride My Bike, and that song started, it was like, oh, whoa, she did that on purpose. Like, Mm -hmm. she knew what she was doing. Um, But it just, it was perfect. It was perfect. And obviously, her fans respect and appreciate her because they all listened. I was waiting for that one person to not be quiet. There was a drunk group there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But not in that moment. They made it quiet. I also love that this was the first concert where I had seen someone bring a gift to send up the stage we sat or we stood by that uh person who brought uh flowers to like pass up and now i want to do that when i go to concerts that are like small enough try to figure out something to bring yeah and i am now actually incentivized to go early to get a front row spot because you and i like we pushed our way up there yeah we made it um it was stressful (laughs) but it was so worth it yeah never thought i would ever be the type of person to want to be at the front of a crowd touching a stage but in that moment I was like that is where I have to be yes (laughs) I want to give a shout out to her band too uh because they were great her guitar player is Max Talay and he's got his own music as well also does backup vocals um and Max has been very nice trying to get me in touch with someone on Maud's team to let us play music in this episode so hopefully if you were hearing this with music it worked out and if you're not hearing this with music, you need to go listen to every song right now. Yes, yes. And still, thank you, Max, no matter what. Um, and her drummer is Will Haywood-Smith. And yeah, they were all great. Um, I would love to know the background. Like, both of them, Max and Will, are, like, at least 30. Um, and I would love to know, like, how they came together, how that works. Like, when you signed a record deal, 
are you kind of given a band with these people she worked with before? Yeah, I don't know how that all works. So we don't know how long they've been playing together. No, I don't. I think I just assumed that those were her people, but I don't know why I would have assumed that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, okay, let's talk about her two. She's got two EPs, and then she's got some singles she's released, so I'm hoping she's got an album coming out. Um, but let's start with each EP. I want to hear your thoughts on, like, how you would summarize each EP if you can like think of like a feeling or a phrase. Uh, and I'll start with I. So the first EP she released in 2019, Starsick. And when I was thinking about this one, I think I'd summarize it as love and life are rare and magical. Love and life are rare and magical. I like that. I think definitely I would echo that the finite nature of time. Like every moment is a moment and you have to appreciate it and lean in, lean into it, but that doesn't mean it's forever. Mm-hmm. And I think she is very, um, she's acutely aware of the fact that nothing is permanent. Yeah. And I'm learning to appreciate that as well because- I tend to have a pretty fixed mindset and have leaned into permanence for most of my life. And I feel like I'm finally getting to a place where I'm a little bit more like Maude. And I'm proud of that. Yes. <laughs> we aspire, Maude. <laughs> Absolutely. And, okay, so there's six songs on the EP. And I've got a couple little fun facts about some of the songs. Um, and then also if you have anything to share on the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so first one's Starsick. And this one she wrote for her... One of her best friends, Morgan, who I believe was the person selling merch at oh, our concert. Okay. Um, and she, yeah, wrote the song, like, about her friendship with Morgan. You know, that's a song where she's talking about, like, I'm growing up. I swear I didn't mean to. Everybody's boring except you. Um, and says even says happy birthday to her. Like, it's like, this was a happy birthday song for Morgan. I think that's not the only song she's written about a friend, as we know. We'll talk more about those later. And I think that her ability to write for those people and like, that is so cool. And I, you don't hear many artists doing that, especially musicians and like the personal nature of her work while, while it's still universal to like a large fan base. But I just think about how lucky is Morgan and what I wouldn't give to have a song written about me, let alone a song that I actually liked. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. And then Superfruit. Um, Superfruit, I think I'm, I'm going to call out as the best music video mod has made. This music video is amazing. It's on YouTube. It was clearly made in her college dorms and is, like, not that great quality. And I just love to think of, like, I wish I embodied this kind of confidence in life where I'd be like, I know I'm just starting out. I don't have professional equipment or professional actors. I just have, like, my friends and some iPhones but like I'm going to make a music video and put myself out there on the internet and like keep it up there forever. Even when I have like high quality professional things made. Um, so I hope she, I love seeing the things that like artists first made 
So uh, it's also just like a hilarious weird music video with like people throwing oranges at each other. Um, and learned from this one that she um, got inspiration from Lord's song 400 Looks when she says, you buy me orange juice. And she just used that little like almost like a writing prompt of orange juice and started this song. And she talked a lot in some of these interviews I heard her give about um, there's this book called Steal Like an Artist. And it's all about kind of debunking a lot of creativity myths. Um, I've read it. It's it's very short and like fun and kind of illustrated. And it's like just letting you let go of the notion that like ideas are original and, you know, you don't want to literally plagiarize, but like just take inspiration or it gives the prompts to like, if you're starting out as a artist of any kind, practice by, by copying people that you like. And then like through that, you'll find your own voice or style or whatever. Yeah. I mean, going just even back to basis basics that's how we learn in school is like things are modeled for us and we are explicitly taught to copy that version in our own way and like that is the art process i think that's cool yeah i never thought about it like that and then plans um plans she actually has all her friends singing as the backup vocals in this in the actual song and in the music video and um I heard her talk in the interviews about like, yeah, she had this acapella experience in high school and she, I think she was saying like harmonizing is still a very key part of her music writing, um, which is something that I don't really like think about the backup vocals as much. I'm listening to music, but then hearing her say that and seeing that it was her friends, it's, it's been fun to actually listen to more of the other sounds happening. Yeah. Now I want to go back and listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wouldn't have thought she has backup vocals in any of her songs. Mm -hmm. Like if I were to think in my head, my instinct would be, no, it's just her and instruments. Mm -hmm. That one is like, it's very echoey. They're kind Mm -hmm. of like echoing back everything she says, like a couple beats later. You like the suffers, but that is fine. And then Shoot and Run, which is my favorite. And it's so funny to me that she wrote this when she was 18 because it sounds like it's about like a very mature relationship or like just, yeah, more more mature feelings than I feel like I had at 18. Um, and the fact that she just wrote it as like a high school senior project is amazing. <laughs> I always hear that song as not a relationship at all, but someone you have a crush on. Yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah as about like... Um, yeah, saying, you know, I have a crush this person, but, like, I'd be bad mm-hmm. for them. Um, and even just that notion of, like, thinking you'd be bad for someone, I think, was in a way that I kind of saw myself at that mm-hmm. time. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder what they were like, and I wonder what Maude was like at 18. I know. And I wonder if it was, like, was it about a real person, or was it kind of more like Taylor Swift writing Love Story, and it's just purely imaginative? I would like to think it's, it could be, well, actually. It feels specific. She, you know, she did, uh, when we're going to talk later about themes, I heard her say how no song is about one thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, I need that reminder because I think I analyze songs as if they're about one thing, but they're always about multiple things. Yeah. They're inspired 
buy an idea and then in the I would imagine I mean I don't know but I would imagine in the process when you're trying to actually think about what would make a song good you're going to pull in other ideas cuz it's like one it'd be theme, boring but without different experiences that go into it mm -hmm. you look so good i think you're the one i can't help but stay lately you're pulling me in you're everything i want damn it's so unfair baby I give you it all, but it's not enough. Love just really scares me. And they say that I'ma fuck it up, but you don't really care, maybe. And then Ride My Bike, which, uh, yeah, we talked about was great in concert and I think is a very funny also like as as a runner. It's a funny kind of like mix of metaphors of a runner's high, but being on a bike um, and Lovesick, which I really like the the bookends of Starsick and Lovesick that they're like they repeat a lot of the same words in each other. They're the first and the last song and Starsick's about friendship and Lovesick seems to be about heartbreak and um kind of like that full circle of like you have some relationships that continue and some that end do we know anything about the timing in which these songs were written like the order they were written or just how how long it took her to bring all six of these songs together in an ep because weren't they all most of them released as singles before they were put in an ep or am i wrong yes i think they were released as singles and let's see so if the ep came out in 2019 um that would have been when she was in college mm -hmm. yeah because she must have started college in 2018 right mm -hmm. yeah in 2018 um so i guess they were all written sometime throughout high school and or freshman year of college i we know shoot and run was the first one she published but she might have had some of their songs in the works before that I just always wonder about the songwriting process and the compilation, like putting an album together and choosing your track order. And the final product is always so different than how it would have come together in the beginning and like that vision. And I think especially for somebody like her as she's starting out and she's just putting each of these things together in isolation, but then to realize the relationship between all of them and like that they are singular in mm -hmm. their message is... I mean, it speaks a lot to the person and where she is in her phase of life. It's really cool. Yeah. Well, she, I feel like she does such a good job of, even though they're all singles, like they all have so many, I know we both love this about her, that she repeats so many themes and words and they're, they feel like a mini album. Um, and so I would love to know, like, does she write them kind of quickly together and then releases them gradually? Um, and I've heard her say on interviews how she, She's like, I can't wait to actually release an album, like a full album that's all together, which I'm hoping is what's coming next. And so, you know, obviously that process must feel different to her than what she's done so far. Yeah, I really look forward to her release of an album, especially what you were just saying about the, the repeated imagery or the recycled lyrics. And I say recycled as a compliment, like using yeah. the same lyric across multiple songs is one of my favorite things an artist can do. B 
because it unifies it and it gives you insight into the, like the most important pieces and the mm-hmm. most important messages. Give me one message that you live fast and you die quicker And nothing's ever gonna make you sicker than late nights and drunk fights And I'm done dating bad guys I'm starsick from last night and this feeling's why I stay alive I love you, let's not fight I love you and this runner's high Runner's high And get that runner's high So then Strangers Forever was her EP that was fully released by 2021. But yeah, everything again came out first as a single. And Strangers Forever was the last single. Um, And so when I thought about this one, I think I'd summarize the whole EP as my heart is broken, but I'm not broken and it's not forever. So it's interesting that you had brought up the like things aren't forever for the first EP. Like, again, she seems to kind of come back to that that topic a lot definitely strangers forever in my opinion with the exception of walk backwards like the other five songs have to be about the same person yeah i think i so. think mm-hmm. or i hope and if they're not that's cool too i think she is and i feel like even when i've heard her talk she'll be like my boyfriend singular yeah like, this was about i think mostly one person <laughs> and it's so relatable the devastation of a breakup, but especially a breakup in college where you are stuck with that person still. In adulthood, you get out of a relationship, you usually don't have to see them again if you don't want to. And that's being, especially when you have shared friends or I, I, is it, I think it's furniture, but also Strangers Forever, when she's talking about being in rooms with that person mm-hmm. or that's something that you, you forget that that happened about that yeah you forget and when you're listening you're like oh yeah that is so that's the worst and that'll end i can say to anyone who is in high school or college you won't have to do that necessarily forever unless you date your colleagues (laughs) oh my god don't do that (laughs) not speaking from experience i never have (laughs) don't do that um yeah this one yeah i think it is all about heartbreak actually she recently posted on tiktok that she's hanging out with her ex again and it was like a video of her looking out the window or like hanging her head out the window of a car and like i'm hanging out with my ex again and you know we're embracing like just living and big love and like no labels and then like connected it to her song lola like brought it all for full circle and i was like wow this is very interesting thing to put together and also i love that she just puts that thing out there to the world openly absolutely so okay first song furniture she i heard her say about this one that she wanted to make a heartbreak song that wasn't totally sad or disempowering and was like also fun and i feel like that could be said for really all the songs on here like none of them are sad breakup songs none of them are hopeless yeah and they have like a like party dancing vibe to them. Like you don't want to sit in your bathtub and cry listening to this. You want to be dancing. Yeah. Definitely about rebounding, not necessarily onto any other relationship, but leaning into yourself and finding the light at the end of the tunnel. I feel there's a lot of leaning into that struggle, but definitely the BPM like keeps you up and keeps you moving. 
Clean was the first song of hers I ever heard, and I've never related to a song more in my life. And often, sometimes I'll hear one song and want to hear everything by that artist, and never does that artist meet me where that one song did, until Maud. And every song, there is no bad song. Exactly. She has no yeah. skips, not even like close to a skip. Mm -hmm. And she even has songs like, like Block Your Number, for example. That's actually, that's my favorite one from this EP. But when I first heard it, some of the sounds, I was like, I don't usually listen to songs with such a like rock sound. And but somehow I love it. Like, and she, she'll combine it. Like the chorus will have a very different tone than... I don't even know what the parts of the song are called, but like then some <laughs> other part of the song. <laughs> um, and so she, yeah, like convinces me into new genres that I didn't think I liked. Same. One more weekend. I skipped ahead, but one more weekend. Um, this I loved. She said that she, the intro to that song, um, I fell in love with how you emphasize your sentences. I got a crush on the shape of your name on my phone. She said she was just like sitting in a common room in college with her, uh, you know, boyfriend at the time, like playing on the piano and just like said that. And then, you know, later turned it into the song. But I loved it. I was like, those words just came out of your mouth, like randomly. I feel like in so many of her lyrics, she describes a feeling perfectly. Never in my life have I thought I have a crush on the shape of your name on my phone. But as soon as she said it, every person I've ever liked since the eighth grade when I got my first cell phone, I have a crush on the yes. shape of their name on my phone. <laughs> It's exactly what it is. And like the way you emphasize your sentences, the way people talk is so like, when you have a crush on someone, so endearing. Yeah, there there's no flaws in mm -hmm. the person that you like in the beginning. Yep. Yeah. I fell in love with how you emphasize your sentences and I got a crush on the shape of your name on my phone. Then I fell harder for your 50s movies references and the world is smaller with you. Maybe I'm not so alone. Or maybe we're alone together Now you're packing up your bedroom on the west side So I bring you breakfast and we lie On the floor of my apartment Is it alarming? It was October, January, almost July Here's a toast to getting old And now we're young and soon we'll die Nothing lasts forever One more weekend in the city then walk backwards so she said this song she said for her a lot of songs start with uh, a title and this one started when she was on her gap year in la which is interesting because like so this this came out years and years later from the gap year um and she was at least i think it was her gap year maybe it was another time that she was in la um maybe it was over a summer maybe that's what it was she was like there over a summer in college and she was sitting watching the sunset and like everyone in la just like goes to watch the beach, the sunset. And then as she was walking home, she just like was walking backwards because she wanted to keep watching the sun go down. And so she said that phrase clicked for her walk backwards. And then I love that she writes about friendship so much that I think it's also something a lot of musicians don't do. And this song is, you know, she says, I've never understood the line between love and romance. And it is such a like indescribable thing. Like what is different between the love you have for your friends and a romantic partner like I don't think I could properly describe it and I love that she is talking about how blurry that is and trying to articulate it and 
valuing those relationships like just as high as romantic ones. I agree and feel that her, for me, a lot of people talk about this concept of soulmates and I don't believe in soulmates, but in recent years, I do have a soulmate and it's my best friend. And that doesn't discredit anything against my partner who I want to be with for the rest of my life as well. But I think what it comes down to in our culture, like in monogamy, you don't have a finite number of friends. And there's a lot of pressure that is placed on the romantic relationship because what is typical, not universal, but everyone has only one, not everyone, but you know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And this idea of I think friendship breakups are so much harder than relationship breakups because it doesn't make sense to lose a friend because you don't have limited numbers of friends. And I think leaning in and making those friends feel safe so that they don't leave you is so essential. And that would actually be really interesting to hear Maude talk about or sing a song about friendship breakups because everyone's had them, had friends that we don't have forever and they are so much harder I hadn't thought about that way because I think it's it's almost been hard for me to maybe validate that because it feels like something you shouldn't be hurt or upset by, but it is harder because it doesn't make as much sense, but it shouldn't be that way. Yeah, I feel like Maude would have a, a lovely way to sing about that. Yeah. Um, and the way she sings about existing friendships uh, is just beautiful. And... It's interesting to think of like, okay, she's been in college where friendships, I think, are more central to life than when you become an adult. It can, or not become an adult, but like when you're out of college, it can be harder to see your friends all the time. Um, And so I'll be curious to kind of hear like how that storyline evolves for her when she, like, I've wondered to myself, what is she going to do? Is she going to like, keep living in New York City and like live with her same friends and they're gonna like go to their jobs at offices or businesses and like what is her life gonna look like now I do think that's a really interesting point you're bringing up about a lot of young artists do not have the typical life experience of their age when I think about Mm -hmm. celebrities that have found success in the music industry at mod's age or younger, they don't have a typical high school experience. They certainly don't have a typical college experience. And so you don't see that could explain why we don't see songs like this often. Yeah. And because it's true in adulthood, work becomes your life. Family becomes your life. Unless you have a very unique circumstance, what friendships look like outside of the school environment is dramatically different. And I am equally curious to see what happens to Maude's music a decade from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. She is so unique in that she went to a normal high school and college and wasn't like in show business full time. And so I imagine, yeah, her life isn't like filled with celebrities. It's and I, I feel like she's, you know, she'll stay that way of like kind of living a normal life I hope <laughs> and so. making this amazing music. And then Clean is the next song, the fifth song. Um, This song, when you sent it to me and I was really into it, I sent it to my little sister and she was like, I can't tell if this song is a joke written by an adult to like try to get young people to do things like make their bed and drink water. (laughs) I was like, no, it's not. It's it's written by somebody all like not by 
a 45 year old mother. <laughs> but it was funny to think of like her not knowing the context, thinking like, where did this song come from? Like most songs by pop artists don't sing about like, you should drink your water and wear your sunscreen and make your bed. Um, but I love that. Like, these are the things when you're kind of going through a hard time, like sometimes that's all, you know, th- those are things you focus on, like pull yourself out of the hole. Self-care. Yep. If you ever want to unblock me, please do. I've been staying hydrated because heartbreak's kind of overrated. Sleeping early, not going out late like I used to do with you. I'm even trying to keep my room clean. Every day I make my bed just to get you out my head. And I'm even wearing Strangers Forever was the last one. And I didn't like this song at first, but it grew on me. And now I love it equally with all of them. Um, and I I think maybe I, whatever, there was like a certain clip that she released. And I think I, I have a hard time just hearing a clip of a song. I need to hear the whole thing to come together. Like when I heard just heard the clip, I was like, because all, like I said, she has so many different sounds in every song it's hard for me to only hear one of those types of sounds and not how it fits with the rest. So when I first heard the clips, I was like, Oh no, am I going to not like my first mod song? And the whole song came out and I was like, no, of course not. (laughs) It might be my second favorite of her songs. Ride my bike. I'm really partial to just because I listen to it on repeat when I go on runs. And so I've heard that one the most, but strangers forever is so What's unique about relationships as opposed to friendships is this person that you're so close to that is and everybody, when they're in a relationship, you feel that partnership. And then to lose that person completely is very confusing, but it's so common. And everyone has that experience numerous times in their life. And It's crazy to me to think about the number of exes who I've never spoken to again and will probably never interact with again. And I have no idea where in the world they are. I'm like, but there was a time where you were it. And you knew them so well. Yeah. Well, and I like the double meaning she puts in the song of there's kind of two questions she's asking. Would it have been better if we stayed strangers forever? Like if we never even did this because it all ended up in heartbreak and like now we're strangers forever just you know making that statement so i like that she's kind of looking at both of those meanings behind the phrase strangers forever okay so we know she's got something coming up because she's released two singles headphones and lola and lola we got to hear her perform in concert first which was so exciting we had a voice memo of it on your phone to listen to until we had the real thing and she also performed a song trees Um, in concert which was lovely and I'm assuming or hoping that'll be the next single Um, and I also found when I was looking on Genius lyrics uh, at her lyrics is that there's all these other songs that they have on there that are like I can't tell if these were songs that she released and took down like when she was high school in high school or if they are songs that one of them was like the lyrics to it it gave the description of like first sang on an Instagram live at this date. So I'm like, oh, interesting. They like catalog these. Um, But then Trees was on there, which made me think like, 
is how? this album somehow on the internet like that it's been like cataloged the i don't know how it all works on behind the scenes but then i was like reading through all of them and trying to figure out like is this going to be the next song what is coming i'm excited for trees to be released and the rest something we haven't really talked about yet is she in addition to her fascination with friendships and relationships definitely a big priority in her life is the environment and trees hits the nail on the head the most but so many of her songs address those lyrics with her plans to change the world and i want to know more specifics about her plans to change the world because Mm -hmm. i think she's got some good ideas and she hasn't been very explicit in her lyrics but as more comes out i'm hoping to hear some things that i can take some action with Yes, I would be really curious to know what that looks like for her. Like Lola also talks about climate change. And I had heard her talk about the conflict that I imagine a lot of songwriters have of like, how do I write about things that really matter to me? And also, I think it can be easy to kind of um, diminish the value of writing about love and heartbreak and those kind of things. Because it's like, the war is, there's war going on and the planet is ending. How can I just write about heartbreak? Um, But I... I appreciate that like there's space for all of it um that at the end of the day like people are driven by love and relationships friendships you know any kind of relationship and so like those things are always meaningful to write about and on top of that there can be space for writing about other things that matter to you in the world i think her education really comes through in her lyrics i think it's very clear that she is immersed in what she's studying and has a lot of ideas and that's inspiring her and with her graduating and getting this what do you call record deal is that what that's called i I know nothing (laughs) but um with that happening i hope she just keeps reading Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i imagine she will everything that i've learned about her from listening to her lyrics and watching anything she posts on the internet that i happen to be exposed to as someone who's not often on the internet um, I think it's very clear that it's important to her now and I hope it will persist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, it, I would love to know what, you know, she's a philosophy major. Like, what are her papers about? What does she talk about in class? You know, oh, does her she... thesis is probably online. Oh my God. I want to read up. it. <laughs> We're going to look that up. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Yes. I'm, well, unless it's a music piece, which could be something separate, but no, if she's a philosophy that. major, Columbia, she, probably has to write a thesis. she definitely has a thesis. I've been joking (laughs) that you and I are going to go to our graduation. I would love that. (laughs) Absolutely. Why not? It's great. I love Columbia. It's a beautiful campus. I would definitely go to a graduation there. Well, in this question of like, you know, will, yeah, she presumably will keep reading or like, it makes you wonder kind of artists who that's their full-time job. Like what do they do with the rest of their time that makes up the life that they write about? You know, like, is it, all spent like shopping and going to parties when you're a high roller or like are they reading books are they uh taking classes or you know doing other hobbies and how does that inform their their music depends on the person yeah okay so last thing we were talking about was different themes repeated words phrases that she has and i put this list together and yeah she seems to talk about a lot of the same things again and again and i looked at her lyrics tried to think of them and i want to hear what you think about some of these themes and also if there's some that i missed 
So we'll just go from the top. She talks a lot about God. Um, and she talks about God, both like saying God or saying, you know, an unknown force or a voice um, or a God I can't explain. And what are some of the lyrics, you know, in the, oh, this, I thought this was beautiful. I think this was from a uh, headphones in the silence after sentences and the space between the tree branches. I'm like, that doesn't mention God, but I'm like, okay, that's talking about some higher power. Cause I want to hear God every time she tries to talk to me. And I think she also in her Spotify bio has something like trying to imagine a new, a new level of human existence and a new religion. Yeah. Her concept of God is definitely abstract and not affiliated with any organized religion. At least I don't believe. I don't think so. Yeah. And her, I love the line, the silence after sentences. And she used that when she tried, when she effectively made us all be completely silent Mm -hmm. in concert, because obviously everyone there had been listening to headphones on repeat leading up to the event. And I am captivated by this idea of a musician obsessed with silence and appreciating the world beyond the space she's creating I'm inspired by it. It gives me a lot of thoughts. And I think, especially when she speaks about God, it's, I imagine, I see lots of correlations between those lyrics and her fight for a better world and a better, healthier environment. Um, But then she also credits these like higher powers for her friendships, um, that Mm -hmm. unknown force in the 7 billion people or 8 billion people in the world. I just... Yeah, like what are the what are the chances that this could all happen? That like my life could be so magical, and I have another theme, which I feel like it's very connected, just the galaxies and space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those are kind of one thing for her, like just bigger powers. Uh, and she, yeah, talks about under galaxies, like in the Milky Way, the chance that we'd find each other, and like despite all the space in the world, I'm close to you. I love that lyric. Mm, your ears untied, and it's only. Just about a quarter to nine You live east so I walk backwards Sun slipping south on the west side And we still got the rest of the night You live east so I walk backwards, babe You live east so in lovesick yeah that she has i don't know if you've noticed this there are little like whispers throughout the song where she's saying like intermolecular metaphysical and she's saying all these kind of like magical words like that and they're just kind of whispered over the lyrics (laughs) that's great i love that she does that she also writes about loneliness she's got a lot of lyrics like if you're alone it doesn't mean you're lonely uh all my friends feel like they're strangers Maybe I'm not so alone or maybe we're alone together. And I think this is very relatable. She, I mean, well, she also had the line of because I'm never alone and baby, I'm still lonely that no matter, you know, loneliness doesn't necessarily look like you literally being alone. You can feel lonely with a lot of friends and people you love and a, a full life. You can still feel lonely sometimes. I think, too, the distinction between our inner monologues and our outer presentations, not feeling especially at an age when you're coming of age and you're figuring out your own identity and what's important to you and you're seeing all these people around you and trying to figure out who are you in that 
do people know you the way you know yourself? Do people know you better than you know yourself? Or do people not know you at all, even though they think they do? And that's what I think of when I think of loneliness in the presence of others and not feeling known. Mm -hmm. I tie a lot of her lyrics. That's how I personally relate to that. Yeah, it can be so hard to. I think it'd be easy to think that you are outwardly yourself around other people, and mm-hmm. it can be really easy to to not actually be doing that, and to th- like to think you're presenting your authentic self, but really realize there are so many things that you hide about yourself, and that itself is very isolating. I think too to imagine you're presenting your authentic self, and then having other people place their own projections based on their inner selves. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to realize that I thought I knew why people did what they did because I would think about what I would be thinking in order to do those things and realizing that just because that would be my motivation or my belief behind that action doesn't mean that that's where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in college, people make assumptions about why you are the way you are. And it's really hard to be put in a box Mm -hmm. in that way. And I imagine especially, obviously she has lots of people around her who she loves and loves her, but I imagine to find the success that she's finding and being in a place where there aren't other celebrities, that would be very scary. Definitely. She also writes about death. She said, you know, the, for the first time, I'm not afraid to die. I think that's in your fave, Ride My Bike. Yes. And uh, have I told you that I'm really fucking scared to die? And I remember her saying in an interview, and I think she did a lot of these interviews over COVID. And she was like, I cannot wait to be in front of a crowd and hear them all sing with me. Have I told you that I'm really fucking scared to die? And I love knowing, like, I wouldn't have been able to guess that that'd be the lyric she's most excited to hear a crowd sing. And so it was so fun at the concert with people saying that. I was like, she's so happy. <laughs> and I agree, Maude. I'm very afraid to die. <laughs> um, and in permanence, she talks about a lot of, which is very similar to death, of I guess that nothing's forever, nothing lasts forever. There's a better day, but it's not today. And I, I like that she talks about this in both, like, the good stuff doesn't last forever, but the bad stuff doesn't either. There's a lot of, so much of Buddhist philosophy is about living in the moment. And we experience suffering because we're either miserable and waiting for the pain to end and afraid that the pain will never end. But we also experience suffering because when we're happy, we're afraid of when that joy is going to go away. And I was reading a book at the time that I was first discovering Maud. And there are so many overlaps between like that Buddhist approach to a worldview and Maud's approach to her Mm -hmm. worldview. And I think that in combination with so many other anecdotes from her lyrics that I relate to like my own life just really that was the moment and I was like I am here for this and I am here for her until the end yes she writes a lot about revolution she you know she talks about like uh we'll have our own revolution baby we've got blueprints for how to save the planet the world is so much more insane than I ever knew and she talks openly about like we said like her vision of a world and I would love to know yeah, more about what that vision is. I don't, I think I've talked to you about uh, one of my favorite authors, Sally Rooney, but I don't think you've read her books, have you? She, she reminds me in many ways of Maude because she writes a lot about friendship and romantic relationship. She also writes about this 
con uh, kind of conflict of like writing about quote silly things like love and serious things like the world ending. And she writes a lot about like politics and communism and making money and capitalism. And so you actually really get to know, well, obviously it's fiction. So you don't really know if this is what she thinks about the world, but you get snippets of it. And I would love to get more snippets like that from Maude. Like I, I just want more from her. <laughs> yeah. There's not enough yet. <laughs> she writes about memory, you know, me uh, relationships being in her, uh, being in her memory. She writes about like, there's two sides to every story and feelings are complex and complicated. And I really appreciate that. Appreciate that. Like, her breakup songs will acknowledge her own faults too. Um, you know, I miss you so much, but I blocked all your texts. Like I'm having these conflicting feelings. Um, you found me like poetic and sometimes magnetic, but also like sometimes a nightmare. Um, you know, you got sick of my psychoanalysis. Um, what else does she say? I'm crying out of nowhere, but I'm laughing through it. And so it's always it's never like just one feeling in a song and there's never I mean things are skewed a little bit towards like the ex being more of the villain um but like whose storyline isn't that in a breakup um but there is always an element of like and there was that time you called and I didn't answer and like adds her own kind of like agency in the whole story She's very self-aware, and I imagine some of that would have to come from having so many friends involved in your relationship. When you're in college and you're having these conversations, and of course you vilify an ex, but then there's also... Hopefully those people around her keeping her humble. And it sounds like she knows. Yeah, there's two sides to every story. And I think she's growing from those things. And when she recognizes, oh, I wish I had done that differently. It's not self-pity and it's not desperation. It's just now I've learned and it's going to be different next time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she doesn't like chastise herself for it. And yeah, those are... Those are really good friendships if your friends are not letting you like purely just feel like you're in the right all the time. So that's all hypothetical. I have no idea. Right. I don't know these people. <laughs> but presumably that's <laughs> happening in her life in some way. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously she writes all about love in all forms, friendship, love, family love. She's like written a little bit about her sister uh, and romantic love. Which songs about her sister? Well, she mentions her sister in, um, in Lola. Uh, like, uh, I remember the reasons, my sister, my friends, and the air that I'm breathing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're both really ready for a full mod album, for more mod touring. Uh, I want her to re-release High School High, that first album that came out, um, and just want, like, so much mod. <laughs> I really want to hear High School High. I am very excited to leave this call and go find the genius lyrics and the snippets, even if it's not good. I just want to know who was she, where was she, why was she. 
Mm-hmm. It to me, it it sounded like legitimately good, like music that should be out. I'm like, this wasn't bad stuff. And like, I feel like Taylor Swift from the Vault has proven to us that like, there's a lot of stuff that gets chopped that should be out in the world, and people will want it. And like, I think Maud, you were already there with your fans that people want <laughs> what you made, even if you don't love it anymore. Or I don't know exactly the reason she took it down. Um, I think the two places I have found to find it were those on Genius Lyrics. You can hear little snippets, and then also on Instagram stories, when you are adding a story and you add music to it, I was, I one time searched for like, I just searched for mod and then it came, some of her old songs were on there and you can almost, I think you can listen to a whole song there. Like you have to stay on the story and like keep sliding the thing through, but you, (laughs) that would be the other way we can hear it. It would be worth it. Yeah. (laughs) It would be really worth it. Do you know how many tracks are on high school high? It was a full EP. So there was six, maybe eight. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Cannot wait. Yep. And and I think I heard her say once they're like buried on Reddit somewhere. I don't really know how to use Reddit, but I think we can figure it out. Me neither. I'll have to Google. <laughs> I'll have to Reddit that. <laughs> Do you have any uh, final closing thoughts on Mod? Mod, I love you. We love you so much. Release an album. ASAP. Thank you. <laughs> I want you to be on this podcast, like really your voice on this podcast. I want to hear what you think about the books we read, the music we talk about, all of it. If you sign up for my newsletter, you can find out ahead of time what books, music, or other topics we'll be discussing on upcoming episodes. And then you can either submit audio messages that I can play on the podcast, or I might actually bring you on as a co-host for a full episode. Hearing from you makes this so much more fun for me, so please wiggle out of your little shell and take the first step by signing up for my newsletter at donttalktomepod.com. Oh, and you know that thing they all say about, please leave me a review? It would be really cool if you did that, so give it a thought. Thanks. Talk to you next week.